Good morning, everyone. So we are on. There are still stale donuts. Don't worry. So we are on Davlam and Dalam Alf 34A, 34A1. We're on today's Daf. So we have, uh, we're good to go. Okay, so the mission starts off with parentheses. We're going to skip the parentheses and we're going to start right from where the mission begins after the parentheses. That's always exciting. So over the flat table, one goes up and they get up in front of the, uh, they come to daven. They are davening in, uh, in, in, as the Shriach Tibor, in front of the masses. And then what happens? Vita, oi, And then he makes a mistake. Now remember, just as a quick note, this is not like our Sheikh Tzibur. Our Sheikh Tzibur nowadays, they're just a filler. We need someone to get up there because, just because. But back then, remember the Sheikh Tzibur was the one who was fulfilling everyone's obligation. Through his davening, he would daven, and his davening would fulfill everyone else's obligation. So he really was a real Sheikh Tzibur. He was the messenger, the agent for the uh, community. Nowadays, it's just some guy up there. We got to pick someone. Okay, anyways. Guy makes a mistake. Yavarachar talks. If you go to the bullpen and you got to bring up somebody else in his stead. Now, at that moment, in the middle of Chazar Shashat, so when this guy makes a mistake, so we don't say, At that moment, at that second, you shouldn't be somebody who is a, uh, who is, who is uh, what's the right English word? Who's pushing it off, who is, who is hesitant to that moment. You can't be hesitant. you got to take the bull by the horns. Now, where does this new guy start from? Somebody makes a mistake in the middle of Shmona Estrei as he's repeating Shmona Estrei. So where does the new guy start from? So, He starts from the beginning of the bracha, that the original guy made a mistake in. So wherever the original guy made a mistake in, you say to the guy who showed up, listen, you're up now, you start from the beginning of said bracha. What kind of mistakes are we talking about? He, he, he usually, his name or no, 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 usually it's going to be he forgets, he, does, he just doesn't know where he's holding. He's, he's not he doesn't have a sitter, so he, but he's the expert, he knows what he's doing. And then all of a sudden he just freezes. He freezes, he doesn't know. Or, you know, or he's all confused in what he's supposed to say. So once he gets all confused, if he can't work it out by himself, if he can't figure out what words he's up to, what words he's not up to, so we say, we're just going to, we're just going to go to the bullpen. We're going to, we're going to go to someone else. He has a Parkinson in a moment. Yeah, and then, and then, besides that, because we're so concerned about the Sheikh Tzibur messing up, so if you are the Sheikh Tzibur, and you are up there, and you hear the, and the Kohanim are doing Berkes Kohanim, don't answer Amin, because again, by you answering Amin, you, again, you will, we are concerned that you will get yourself confused, and you will forget where you're holding. Because again, you'll confuse yourself. If you're the only guy, the last of the Mohicans, the only Kohen there, what are you supposed to do? If a person should not go ahead and do and do uh, do Berchus Kohanim. Because same thing, we're nervous. If he does Berchus Kohanim, he loses himself. He's going to lose himself in the thought processes of Berchus Kohanim. And then he won't remember that he's supposed to start at, uh, at Sim Shalom or whatever he's up to. But if he's confident, he says, I got it. Shunos is kapa v'chozot philosophy says, I got it. I'm the world's expert. I got everything under control. I'll go ahead and I'll do Berchus Kohanim, but then I'll be right back where I'm supposed to be. If he knows he can do it, Rashai, then we say, all right, sir, you knock yourself out, enjoy, have a good time, and hopefully it'll all work out for the best. Says the Gemara, somebody who is going up to be the Sheikh Zibur, you have to, you have to be very hesitant, because remember, this is a big deal. That means you're saying that you are fit to serve as the agent for the entire congregation, because you're actually being moted them brachos. So this is a big deal. Are you really fit? Are you really the person that could say, I am, you know, put the, put 
put the put the congregation on my back, on my shoulders, and I'll pray for them. They can use me. So he says, you got to be very hesitant, even though they ask you. This is a big deal. You should be you should hesitate before taking such responsibilities. And if you don't do it, you're like a cooked food that didn't put salt in it. Maybe you're a good thing, but you're missing that last that last little bit because you're lacking some humility. But if you keep, you say, no, 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 it's not me, it's not me, it's not me. I want someone else to do it, and you refuse to go up there, even though the zebra is pushing you. The zebra says, "No, you the man. We need you." And the guy says, "I'm not interested. I don't want to do it. I am not fit." So then, it's like you have too much salt, and too much salt also can ruin the food as well. So Kate said, Rose says, what am I supposed to do? I got to hit this middle ground where I can't be too humble, but I can't be too arrogant. So what do you do? Palm Rishoni The first time you say. Let's, let's look for somebody else. The second time you like start to say, okay, let me, you know, maybe let me think about it. You start to get ready to go. And then the third time they ask you, you put the, you get up there and you go do your thing. There's three things out there. Ruban kasha, if you have too much of them, it's bad. But a little bit is perfect. It's great. What are they? Or if you have sourdough in your bread, you can't have too much sourdough, it'll ruin the bread. Umelach and salt, this abundance and this this uh, this uh, hesitation, this uh, this willing, this uh, probably a better word than hesitation, but this hesitation of not wanting to have it. You can, a little bit of it is good, too much of it is no good. Amar of Huna Talbashon, if you make a mistake during the first three brachas, Magan Avram, Machai Mason and Kal Kadash, Khosarosh, you gotta go back to the beginning of Shwanashray. Bam Tais, if you make this mistake in the in the middle, uh, in the middle, how many are there? Eleven? Middle 11. So then, so then what do you do from Atachonin through Shomei Tzvila? Chozla Atachonin. You gotta go back to Atachonin to the beginning of that section. The Ba'achronis, if you mess up in the end brachas between Ritzay, Modim, and Simshalom. So Chozla, what do you go back to Ritzay? Rav Asi, Amr says, Emtsayus, those middle brachas from Atachonin to Shomei Tzvila, ain't Lahem Seder. And therefore, whatever, even if you mess up and even if you, uh, even if you skip them, let's say, no problem, you could just go back and you could just say it where you remember. You know, somehow you forgot, uh, Barech Haleinu, whatever it is, so it doesn't matter. Even though you forgot it, we don't say, oh, Chazam forgot it, let's, uh, let's go back to the beginning of Atachonin. You could just say it right there and then. So the Gemara says, Where do you go back to? Our Mishnah said, where do you go back? From the beginning of the bracha. So it sounds like you don't always have to go back to the beginning of Atachonin. So to you, the Ravuna, it sounds like a question against Ravuna. says, no, if you make a mistake during those middle brachas, you have to go back to Atachonin. It clearly says here in the Mishnah that if you make a mistake in the middle brachas, you skip a bracha, whatever it is, you just go back to the beginning of that bracha, not all the way back to the beginning of Atachonin. So where it says, Amalcha Ravuna, Emtsayus, the middle brachas, Kula Chada Berchzenenu. It's all, it's, we look at it as if it's one long bracha from Atachonen, Ashivenu, Slachlanu, Rifeinu, right? All those are just one long bracha over there. And therefore, when the Mishnah says, if you make a mistake, you have to go back to the beginning of the bracha, it doesn't mean to the beginning of the subset bracha of Hashivenu, or the beginning of Slachlanu, or the beginning of Rifeinu. It means the beginning of this section of brachos, which starts from Atachonen. What about? Ritze. How far are you? Ritze. Go back to Ritze. Go back to Ritze and go from there. Ritze, Yalviavo, Modem. From there. Yeah. Yeah. You can go back to Ritze. Only once you finish Shmanestra, then you have to go back to the beginning of Shmanestra. If you forget, you know, during Shmanestra, then you finish Shmanestra. Then you got to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Except for at Marv.
don't know Shkodesh. Okay. Says the Gemara, Amr of Yehuda, Leolam, in all situations, Al Yishal Adam Tzrachav, a person should not ask for their needs. Lo Bishal Shoshonos, as they're in the first three brachas of Shmona Asrei, but Lo Bishal Shachronos, and not in the last three brachas of Shmona Asrei. Ella Bam Tzayis, only in the middle of 11. That's when you got to do it. Why? The first two brachas are like a slave who is praising. They're getting up there and they're setting a praise for their master. It is a slave who is uh, requesting uh, a, a, a gift, requesting a something from his master. It is like an avid that has already received something from his, uh, from his master. And that's how Shmon Esther is broken up. The first three is us praising Hashem. In the middle of 11 are us asking things for Hashem. And then the last three are us thanking Hashem. And therefore, when one is asking from something from Hashem, it should be during the middle of 11, not in the first three or the last three. What is 11? Well, from Atachonin through, through Shomet Tzvila. What is 11? What is the 11? What, what, meaning from Atachonin, which is number four, yeah. right? All the way through Shomet Tzvila until, uh, I think that's 11. Maybe Shomet Tzvila is 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I included in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all included in that. That's when you can ask from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from whatever you want. There's a story with a certain Talmud. He gets up in front of Rebbe Yezir on the Yomit. He was taking too long, so he threw tomatoes at him. No, I'm just joking. So what, do we, what happened? This guy's taking too long in his davening. Let's get rid of him. He says, look, well, you know, nobody goes longer than Moshe Rabbeinu, and he was pretty good at davening. That Moshe Rabbeinu davened for 40 days and 40 nights, so no matter how long this guy is going, he ain't going for 40 days and 40 nights. So listen, he's shorter than Moshe Rabbeinu, so don't get too mad at him. There was another story. A guy got up to the uh, he was going too quick. And what happened? Like all good shuls, some people were mad when he went too long. Some people got mad when he went too fast. So the Gabayim said, well, so this guy's going too quickly. I can't say what I got to say. So listen, I hear what you're saying, but you know, Moshe, who's pretty good at davening, he went real quick. How do I know? His whole field was all about five words that God, please have mercy on her. Please heal her. That's it. Five words and so. And obviously it didn't take Moshe Rabbeinu too long to say five words. And therefore, however fast you go in davening, it's not as fast as Moshe Rabbeinu. So, anybody who prays for their fellow, for their friend, they do not have to mention their name. God says, please uh, uh, heal her. Never does he ever mention the name of Miriam. And therefore, by a sick person, when one is having for a sick person, you don't need to ask for, uh, you don't need to mention the name. All you have to do is just say him or her, use a pronoun. And by using a pronoun, God knows exactly who you are talking about. So, Bagan Avram says that's only if you're in front of the Cholif. You could see the Cholif. You could see the Cholif. So then, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu stays by, uh, he hangs out with sick people, so therefore everyone knows who you're talking about if you could see the sick person. Bagan Avram says if the sick person isn't in the same place as you, so then you do have to mention the name. It's only exclusively here where Moshe Benu was right next to Miriam. They were standing next to each other. So you could just say, uh, God have uh, you know have mercy on her. But if you can't see her, so you'd have to do it. How about those people during the Bakasha? 
Where Barifainu over there? Right. Yeah, you should. Again, unless you're unless you're standing there by the chola, but if you're not standing there by the chola, so you should add in the name. You should throw in the name. So right? How important is it? Like if, let's say you don't know the name, you just know the person. So they say the famous Misa. The fam- they say the famous story, I, they say. They say it's in the biography books. So what else do you do in the bathroom except for read biography books? So in the biography books of Ramosha Horse. Feinstein. Horse. Yeah, that's the other option. So in the biography book of, uh, of Ramosha Feinstein, so they say they have the story that he was davening in shul and Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky got sick, whatever it was. So they had to say Mishaberich for Rabbi Yaakov. So, you know, so they do Mishaberich for Cholim, so they're doing it, whatever, they're having a good time. And then he, uh, so someone says, you know, Rabbi Yaakov, and nobody knew his mother's name. You know, Yaakov Ben, and everyone was looking around, and everyone said, I don't know, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know. No one knew it. Everyone, they didn't have phones back then, so they couldn't just look it up. Anyway, so everyone was curious. So Moshe just said, okay, listen, all right, already, you know, Kaddish Baruch knows who Yaakov is. You don't have to worry about the last name. You, you figure it out. You said the name, you're fine, you're covered. So, okay, I, you listen, as much as we can, we want to say the name, but if you don't know the name, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. Moshe didn't think it was so important. He said, listen, if you, you Kodesh Baruch knows who you're davening for. So, anyways, I think it's in the biography. If it's not, I don't know. All right, Torah Rabban, three lines up. Torah Rabban, Elu Brachos Shadam Shochavim. These are the brachos that one must bow. But Avos in the brach of Avos, i.e., in the first brachos from Nesrei B'Tchila Uba Sof. We do it in both in the beginning and in the end, right? We say Baruch Atah Hashem. We bow and then Baruch Atah Hashem again. Avram, we bow. Bahoda during Modim. We do it in the beginning and in the end of Modem. We say Modem and Achmelach. We bow and at the end. Uh, we bow there as well. The guy says, I'm going to bow at the end of every bracha. So you know what we say to him? And he says, I'm going to bow at the beginning of every bracha. We say, don't do that. Don't bow. Only bow where Chazal were massacring you to bow. Don't go around and bow whenever you want. Hedjot, come on, a regular old-fashioned guy. Every other dude in the world, like we said, you bow at Modim and you bow at Magin Avraham, like at, at Avos, the beginning and the end. However, going to Lamedal and Beis. However, Kohen Gadol, if you are the Kohen Gadol, so in your uh, in your future, if you ever become the Kohen Gadol, so what's the deal? Kohen Gadol, what are you supposed to do? Besov Kol Bracha Bracha. Then you got to bow at the end of every single bracha because you have what to feel haughty about, and therefore we need. To uh, we need to uh, uh, humbleize. I don't think that's a word. Yeah, we got to bring you down a little bit. We got to bring you back down to earth. So persons that come and go, they feel like they're the cat's pajamas, as they say. So therefore, we say no, no, no. At the end of, I think that's a quote. At the end of every every uh, every bracha, you are going to have to go ahead and you are going to have to um, you are going to have to bow. The hum- sure, kind of trick. Do whatever you want. It's open sesame. Do knock stuff out. Say like the Gemara saying. Say if you don't give him. No, because that's not part of Shmuel Esther really anymore. That's, that's already that's the Tachlunim at the end. That's not that's not part of the Brachas of Shmuel Esther, right? So so the last three of Sim Shalom Modim and say those are the last three. We're not going to do anything there. And then after Sim Shalom at the end of Tefillah, you can do whatever you want. You can go go crazy because again, like Mishru says by Harachman, what after somebody does a positive thing, so there's a higher level of. Of of energy and flow in the world. Why do we say the harachman's and benching? 
right? They have no, there's no source for them whatsoever. And you can say whatever Rachman you want. Every bencher has its own set of Rachmans. You're Rachman, this guy, that guy, you know, the, the, the president, the king, the, whoever, whatever you want. Right? So, so because, since you just did the mitzvah of benching, you have this extra power inside of you to be able to make brachas. So here also, after you daven, so you have this power inside of you that you can, you know, this flow, this energy from a Kaddish Baruch that you can ask for whatever you want. But it's not part of Shmon Esrei. It's like the, it's, it's an add-on to Shmon Esrei because... Uh, is not part of Which part? Sim Shalom? Sim Shalom is over. The Alakana Torah is an extra. It's an add-on. There's no bracha. It's a tachrunim. It's, a, it's an add-on. It's a supplication we say after. You can answer Kedusha. You do whatever you want over there. You can say Vidoy Yom Kippur if you want. I mean, we throw all the in over there. Shamnu, Beganu. We're putting in everything. We can't come up with more stuff to put on there in Yom Kippur. Yeah. Now, the Hamelech and the king for all of us who are going to become kings in our near future, the beginning and end of every single bracha. What did it mean? At the beginning and as we add in at the end of every bracha. Hamelech by the king, Kivin Shakara, once you begin to bow by Mug and Avram, Shuv Enozok, you don't get up anymore. Shinemar Vahiki Kalo Shomal is Baum Shomal Sabdavani, come with name is Bachashem, Mikra Alberka. That's when he got up because once he went down from Mug and Avram, he never came back up. Now, like what we do, we're up and down and up and down. Shomalach, you start, you bow by Mug and Avram or, or by, by Barachat Hashem in the beginning of Avos and you stay bowed the entire time of Shonestra because you need to bring yourself down because you are a king. Now, now we're just going to talk about some expressions. Some about Kida, the idea of Kida that we have. Alapayim, that means bowing on your face. Shalemar Vatiko Basheva Apayim Eretz. Apayim Eretz. Right? That she bowed her face to the ground. Kriya, this idea of Kriya, Al Birkayim, it's on your knees. Shalemar Mechroa Al Birkav. Ishtachava, this idea of Ishtachava, is that Pishu Yudan Raglaim. That's like making a snow angel down there. You get down, you make, you put out your hands and your feet, it's like you're making a snow angel on the ground. Shalemar Halvanava Ani Vimcha, the Achech Ishtachava Sacha Artsa will be on the ground bowing to you. I saw They didn't go straight down all the way on the ground. Rather, they leaned like what we do by Tachron. They put their hands on their face. They leaned to the side because, as the Gemara says in other places, an Adam Chashav is not allowed to fall on his face unless his confidence is going to be answered. And therefore, they wouldn't fall directly on their face. Rather, they would just they would put their hands uh, to the side. Tani Chada. Now, Hakarei Bahoda, if one bows during Hoda, now I'm going to learn this more like the way the Rivet and the Beis Yosef learns this more because I think it's a little bit easier. Hakarei Bahoda, one who bows by Modim. Now, the Modim that we're talking about here, I believe, again, this is a big Machogus Shoshonim, but I think the easiest way to learn this Gemara, according to the, I think it's a Rivet, the Beis Yosef for sure learns the Gemara this way, and he's the Halacha. They're talking about by Modim Darabon. So, Hakarei Bahoda, if one bows during Modim Darabon, Harezim Meshubach, it's a positive thing. Tani Ida, Harezim Maguna. No, it's not a good thing. So, low Kasha. At the beginning of Modem, you're supposed to bow. But at the end of Modem, you're not supposed to bow. Rava, Rava bowed by Modem, both in the beginning and at the end. Uh, why are you doing that? So I'm because I and I saw the I don't need any proof. If I saw the Rebbeim doing it, I'm doing it. Says the Gemara Hatanya He says, wait a minute, one who bows by motive is something negative. He says, no, no, that hoda, that that thinking isn't the thinking of Shmuel Asher. I emotim hahiba That's when you're saying hoda uh, by halal and you bow. You're not supposed to bow during halal. 
Sounds like it's two separate things, both regular modem and modem of hal. So he says, Kitanya here where it says that it's disgusting to bow, that's the hoda the birkas hamazon. That's where you say, no dilacha Hashem alakenu by birkas hamazon. He's saying that's where we don't bow down. But by modem, he says, of course you bow down, both by modem, regular modem, and by, <coughs> and by uh, modem darabanan, we are supposed to bow. It's just the modem of benching that's such a thing that Rav is saying, that's when it says when it's maguna, it's, uh, it's negative. He was talking about the hoda by benching that such a person is not supposed to bow then. Yeah. By Elena, you're saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, the truth is, right, because, well, so. No. Well, by both, by both. So there's two separate things. There's two separate things. By Elenu, right? By Elenu, we're doing it because because we want to do a full level of hishtachave. So we want to go all the way down, right? We want to go all the way, right? So we never get this opportunity to do to do hishtachave by Elenu. Usually, we just at best, you know, we nod our head or whatever it is. But here, we finally get the opportunity of doing regular old-fashioned hishtachave on the ground the whole way. So we want to really. Uh, do it as much as we can, the highest level of it, which is Koranu Mishtachavim, like the Gemara says, our face all the way to the ground, the, that type of Mishtachavim. Yeah, I assume it's just, I don't know, I don't know why we don't do it every day by Elena, I assume it's just too much to have everyone every day by Elena be down, bowing on the ground. Yeah. When you're Medicare, you can't get back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if there's any other, yeah. I try to get past my waist. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. I do. So not just during the Yeah, right. Not just during the Correct. I think so. Regularly. Yeah, I don't know. If there's any minhagim about it. And again, yeah. Why not? Start one. The middle of Shmonesh, you do whatever you want, but you can bow. I think so. I think so. Not all the way to the ground. Not all the way. Just regular bow. Just a regular bow, like you do by uh, by like Mugen Avram. I think so. I don't know. It's hard to see because you don't know what the what what the you know what anyone's doing. So you don't know like what the minig was in the earlier generations because you can't. I mean, you have to really be, you know, you have to be seeing somebody, seeing where they're up to in Shmuel Esther. It's a hard Did thing. Zechur the Chassid. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I grew up in a Chassidish shtat. I grew up in Rabbi Goldside. That's what we did over there. You didn't have to grow up like that. In my years, it, it, every shul did Every shul. I'm sure there were some Nusach Ashkash. They don't have really Of course. Well, because Rebellia was the, from Munkach, was the Chazan. He couldn't stand for that long. So he got out of there in a hurry. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, those are the old days. Anyways. All right. Hamispalel. One of Davins. He used to sit for a half of a Chazar Sashat. It didn't make any sense. Well, that was a different story. Anyways, Hamaspalo, <laughs> one who davens v'tah. He makes a mistake. So Simon Ra'lo, it's bad for him. And now that Vim Sheikh Tzibur, if you are the Sheikh Tzibur, so Simon Ra'lo Shogov, it's bad for everyone who's saying you. You're the agent of everybody. Again, this is back then, where it really mattered that you were davening for everybody. So if you would mess up, it would be bad for everybody. Because you are the, you are the agent of everybody. And usually the halacha is, if you are somebody's agent, you are them. 
famous for sick people. After you say, you know what? The first guy down for he's gonna live. The second guy's gonna die. Pretty depressing. How do you know? Are you a prophet? If the tefillah is good and smooth in my mouth, uh, I know that Hashem accepted and he's gonna live. If I know that Hashem went ahead and he ripped it up. Says the Gemara, Ahaya, where would it be where if somebody makes a mistake, it's bad for you? Only in the first bracha, that's where it's very negative to mess up. Any other time, no problem. If you mess up, not the biggest deal. There's some who give this teaching on a different halacha, which is, When one dies, they're supposed to pay attention. They have to know what they're saying. They have to have kavana. Um, if you can't have kavana, at least have kavana in one bracha. What's the one bracha? At least have kavana by avos at the very least. And as long as you have kavana by avos, uh, you're yotze the bracha. Now, really famous Gemara is coming on over here. This, these Gemara's come up in a lot of places. So how do you know that it matters? Uh, how do you know that it matters whether or not your tefillah is fluid or not? When your when your when your when your lips are peaceful and everything's okay, so then the rafua of Hashem is coming. All the prophecies, all the wonderful things that the prophets mention are going to happen in the future. All they're talking about is the reward for somebody who marries their daughter to a Torah scholar. Or one who does business with Torah scholars, meaning he brings money to Torah scholars, not by giving charity, but a higher level than charity, where they show them how to make the proper investments. So not only do they give the Torah scholars money, but also they do it in a way where the Torah scholars don't feel that they are taking charity. All those people, one who takes and uh, gives benefit to a Tamil Chacham from his properties, then they get all these rewards that the prophets talk about. But an actual Tamil Chacham, Nobody's ever seen the reward of an actual Tamil Chacham. All the reward that the prophets talk about are the people who are helping Tamil Chacham. The actual Tamil Chacham, that reward is unknown. It's, it's too great to even describe. They only prophesize about the days of Mashiach when they talk about all these wonderful things that's going to happen, that the nations of the world are going to bow to us and pay us taxes and this and that. That's all during the times of Mashiach. But this idea of the world to come, nobody's ever seen it. This is an unbelievable. Uh, what will happen then is something that we can't even describe. Now that, that, that we say that all these miracles are going to happen in the times of Mashiach, that that argues with Shmuel. Nothing will change between now and Mashiach. The world will be the exact same. Maybe we'll live in Israel, but everything else will be the exact same. The only difference will be that we will no longer be subjugated by the nations. We will be the greatest nation in the world, but there will be no physical change. There will be no miracles going on in the world. How do I know? He says, Because the Torah says, the Navi says, 
Now, no, no, Torah, Torah says that we will not, there won't, that, that, that poverty will not leave the world. So obviously, if there's still poverty, it means the world is still running in a regular natural order. It will just happen to be that the Jewish people will be the greatest nation out there, but there won't be any miracles during the times of Mashiach. Again, all the wonderful reward that we talk about is only about people who are Bali Chuva, people who sinned, and then they repented and got past that sin. But people who never sinned, the greatest people of all time. We we can't even describe the reward. The reward that they're gonna get is above and beyond anything we can ever imagine. And that upliki the Rabavo, that argues the Rabavo, Dam Rabavo, Makam Shabali Chuva, Omnim Rabavo says where the Bali Chuva stand, Tadik. Tzadikim aren't able to stand there because Balishuvah are on a higher level than Tzadikim themselves. Shanamar, Shalom, Shalom, Larachok, Ula Karov. There is peace to the faraway one and to the close one. Larachok, Baresha. First, Hashem says hello to the people who originally were far away, the heart of the Karov, and then only later the people who were always close. And therefore, it sounds like Balishuvah are on a higher level than Tzadikim. Rabbi Yochanan himself says, Rabbi Yochanan Melcha, my Rachok. He says, no, no, no. The Rachuk and the Pasuk isn't talking about a Balchuva who was far away than the Chuva. It's talking about somebody who from the get-go never did an Avera, meaning he was always a Tzadik. So again, so there's a Chokos who's on a higher level. The person who was always a Tzadik from day one, he's the highest level, or is the Balchuva on the higher level? That is the debate. Now, my Ayn Lo Russell, what is it that we've never seen that is going to be the reward for these people? Amr uh, Bishuban Levi is a Yain Hamashumar Ba'anava. This is talking about wine that has been protected in its grapes. Mishashish Yemea Brashish has been sitting and it has been, uh, I don't know, being prepared in its grapes since the days of creation. This is this place called Aden. Nobody has ever been to the place called Aden. Wait a minute. Adam Rishon was there? No, no, no. He was begun. He was in the garden of Aden, but he never actually was in Eden. Maybe it's the same thing. It comes out from Aden. To go ahead and water the Gan. There's two separate places. There's the Gan of Aiden and there's Aiden itself. So the Gan, plenty of people have been there. Adam Rishon was there, right? Chava was there, the Snake was there, all these people. However, Aiden itself, nobody had ever been there, and that's going to be where these Tariqim go uh, that, that we've, we can't even describe the reward. They're going to be in this place called Aiden that nobody has ever been to before. Now, now that we're on these stories, there was once a story that the son of Rebbe Gamil got very sick. So what happened? They sent a group over to Rebbe Chanin Mendoza to Levakesh al-Rachman to Davin. Kivin Shiroz, when he saw them coming, Allah Ali went up to the attic, Ubikesh al-Rachman, and he prayed for the child. So as he came down, go home, because the fever has broken, the kid is fine. Armulo, they said to him, are you a prophet? I'm neither a prophet nor the child of a prophet. But this is what I know. If the prayer is fluid in my mouth, I know that it's good, that it's accepted, that it's great. However, if it's a very schlocky prayer, it's very choppy, I know that it is was ripped up. Yashvu, they sat there, the Kisvu, the Kivnu Osha, they tried to figure out what was what time exactly did Rukhani Bendoza pray for this child? 
And then, once they had the time, I swear to you, it wasn't a minute after or a minute before. At that exact that very time that you're telling me that for my child, he, the, 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 the fever broke, and he asked us for water to drink, because that was the power of the prayer of Rabbi Hanina Mendoza. He can heal people. He went to go study Torah and then his child got sick. The child Please, daven for him so he could he could feel better. He can live. So what did Mendoza do? He put his head between his knees, tornado drill, and then what did he do? And he prayed for the child. The child was good to go. I could have sat there, my head between my knees all day. Nobody would have listened to me. I wouldn't have been answered. My child wouldn't have survived. Amr Isha's wife said to him, Is Hanina Medosa greater than you? You seem to be the guy. He was coming to learn Torah by you. You're greater than him. So why is it that his prayer works and you're saying your prayer wouldn't work? No, actually, I'm greater than him. He is like a servant in front of the king. I am like an officer in front of the king. An officer has to get called into an appointment. A servant comes in whenever they want to clean the dishes, to do whatever they need. They don't need to, they don't need to ask permission. They just come in because they're taking care of stuff. So somehow, if one can make themselves an evid in front of a Kaddish Baruch there's obviously a lot of different perushim that either it means that they have tremendous humility or whatever else, but if they can make themselves into an evid in front of a Kaddish Baruch that'll allows it that their prayer is always able to be answered by Hashem. The second somebody feels important, they feel like a sar, they feel like an officer, so then they're only able to go in when they are called. They don't have complete access into HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was it. He was the man. And he says, I'm the man. He says, I am greater than Chani ben But that's not just because one is greater than somebody else. It doesn't automatically mean their prayer will be answered. He says, good, because I'm greater. Therefore, if you have a, if you have a king, a general can't walk in whatever he wants. A general has to be called in. He has to make an appointment. You can't just walk in whatever you want. But the, but the cleaning crew, right? The cleaning crew in the office, they're always able to come in, right? If you, huh? Where's the humility? That's his point. Who, why? Why was Rabbi Elchim yeah, where's his own humility? Yeah, Rabbi Yochanan Mazake. I know, I know that his card was He's saying, he's saying, I was greater than him. Rabbi Yochanan Mazake knows that. It's not, it's not a lack of humility to know where his level is. And I'm I, I don't know whether Rabbi Yochanan Mazake felt that he should work on his humility or not. I'm not sure. Rabbi Yochanan Mazake was, like we said, he was the leader of the generation. Yeah. There, was no, there was no concept of him. He was going to be humble. He was going to be this. He knew who he was. So he, he knew that the, he was a different level than Rechanita Mendoza. Yeah, Mendoza. Nice, uh, gives a nice little description on the bottom. What does it say? It says, Yochanan Mazake was the prince and the leader of the Jewish people. His position was like that of a great minister of state who was too deeply involved in the great yeah. issues of the day to discuss personal matters with the king. Just so Yochanan Metzaki concerned himself with leading the people and disseminating Torah rather than with praying on behalf of sick individuals. Rav Hanina Ben Dosa, on the other hand, though though Rav Yochanan Metzaki's inferior in Torah learning devoted his life to praying for individuals, therefore his prayers were more readily answered. Who do you quote that from? Marsha. Marsha. Yeah, it's a nice idea. It's another nice idea. It's another nice idea. Yeah. Well, he's a specialist. Yeah, there are other things. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also a lot about you know humility and other things. Okay, let's just try to finish the parak. The Omar. What note was that? What 
Dave, what note was that? That was note uh, 39. Note 39. Okay, so Marsha in Yaakov has a, there, note 39 has an idea. There are a lot of ideas over only Davin places windows. The windows are opposite It is it is very haughty, it's very brazen. One who davens in a big open area, in a bika, in a very open area. You know what else is 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 brazen? One who expo- one who expresses their sin. They say, "Oh, the other day, you know what I did wrong? We don't need to hear about your sins. It's not our interest." You know who's better? The people who listen. You your sins are between you and God. You talk to God about your sins. You have your own kibber to talk about your sins. We don't need to hear about your sins. We don't need you to write a book about. Oh, you know, last week I did this wrong and that wrong and something else wrong. But then I found God and it's all good. We're not interested in hearing about your sins. You can keep that to yourself. Nobody needs to express all the various sins that they have uh, encountered over their life. Okay, that gets us to the end of the parak. Hajalach ain't om them. That finishes the fifth parak, which is very exciting, which means that tomorrow we get to start the sixth parak, learn all about the laws of bracha rishona, bracha chrona, bracha on food. I should announce since I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it anyways, everyone should just realize that, tomorrow, uh, that this Shabbos, the shir I'm going to give, is, is going to be about brachos, brachos on foods, brachos on granola bars, on cereals, on all these puffed wheat stuff, what brachos are supposed to make, brachos on that, now that we'll be talking about that tomorrow. Okay.